absolute unmastered uncomparable sleigh <laughs> and now you're recording great i am <laughs> is that is that how this is gonna start no no i'm no. gonna delete that hey everybody welcome to the baba q a today we're just gonna say the word sleigh 17 million times sleigh sleigh this is getting deleted Hello, my name is Abigail Eliza, and I do, like, all of this stuff here on Back Again, Back Again, but this is the season one Q&A, which is super duper exciting, but because talking to myself and looking at questions on my computer would be super boring, I am here with my lovely, lovely friend, Chloe Peterson, so. What's up? Hi. Um, ooh, I just voice cracked right at the beginning there. Um, yeah, uh, I am another podcast. You might recognize me as the voice of too many characters on The Children of Room 56. I also voice The Vault on On Asphalt Bones, and I'm a producer and director for the Unnamed Anthology podcast, as well as voicing too many characters there. I just voice a lot of characters. I do a lot of voices, which is fun. And now I get to lend my voice to this, so then Gail isn't alone. Yeah, that's kind of exciting, though, because Chloe is going to be coming into a little... Bab a spinoff that's going to be coming out soon-ish, which I'm going to be talking about <laughs> more about that in a little while. So that's part yeah. of the reason that they are here. Is <laughs> I've been given way too much power, you guys. It's great. I'm so excited. I am also very, very excited. So we have lots and lots of questions that were sent in. So I think we can just kind of peruse them or... Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, what are your thoughts on the silver chair? I feel like nobody really talks about it. No thoughts head empty. Sorry, I don't really talk about it either, but luckily we've got an expert here with us. Yeah, and by an expert, I mean I listened to all of the audiobooks as a child, like, on loop. Mm -hmm. It was like that. Wait, were they the radio theater ones? Yes. (sighs) Yeah, I did those, and I did uh, Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling. Um, (laughs) Am I allowed to say in this? Screw? Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll just bleep it out. Can I do that? Yeah, you can bleep me. <laughs> oh, you, I'm so sorry in advance. I, I cuss a lot. You're going to have to bleep then. me a lot. This is just going to be fun for me later. Um, yeah, okay. Silver chair. No, my thoughts on the silver chair. I'm holding it right now. Yay, we're sitting next to my bookshelf. <laughs> I think that I just, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Um, when I would go back to listen to Narnia, I would listen to all of them. I'd listen to all of them, like, in the order. I'm not going to say what order so I can not be judged by all of you lovely listeners. However, like, after a certain time, I kind of just stopped listening to Silver Chair because I don't I don't care about Eustace. I don't <laughs> care about Eustace. Like, it's cool that he kind of got a character arc, but that was more like in, like, Voyage of the Dawn Treader where it's, it was him just... He was a dragon for a while. He was a dragon, yeah. and that was cool. I liked that as a kid. I remember being like, oh, that's sick as heck. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's cool. Um... He got his, like, his little character arc. He gets more of a character arc in Silver Chair, but I really just don't care because I was like, this betrays all of the things that I loved about Narnia because it's just, like, the it's dark and it's edgy and it's the underworld and all that stuff like that. And um, Was that the yeah. one where there was the snake that, like, bit the lady and she got poisoned? I would assume so. Let's I, see. That f***ed me up for... Yeah, the, the back of the back of this book is saying how captive Prince Rillian escaped the Emerald Witch's underground kingdom. Yeah. Okay, so... This I, is gonna I don't be, care. I'm going to have to like put a link in the episode description to what I'm about to talk about. There was this thing called a twilight turtle, right? Where my parents wouldn't let me have like the glow stars on our ceiling because it would have like, it was like the popcorn ceiling, you know, so it wouldn't have like stuck. Oh, yeah. But um, 
So instead, there was this thing that where it was like this little stuffed turtle, and it would like project stars onto the oh, ceiling. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw but there was for that as a kid. Like a kid. <laughs> but there was the there were the green setting, and after I read the silver chair, for some reason it associated in my mind with like the 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 emerald witch or whatever, and the snake. And I was convinced that if I like witch put you. them on the green stars, the snake was gonna find me and bite me. Oh no! Like I had a bunch of really really uber specific fears. I was definitely afraid of the Lotus Hotel and Casino from Percy Jackson for like an entire oh, decade, absolutely. which is really absolutely. embarrassing. No, I mean, but, I get that. I didn't have that fear because I read them in, like, <laughs> middle school because I was late to the punch, which is it's ridiculous. It's not even, yeah. like, I was afraid of walking into it. I was convinced that they were going to – I, I grew up in Georgia, right? And it's in, what, like, L.A.? But I was convinced that they were going to fly across the country and airlift me out of my bed and fly me, like, back hmm. to the Lotus Hotel and Casino and, like, drop me in there. Like, it was a very elaborate – elaborate vibe with Nico D'Angelo, though. <laughs> What's up, Bianca? Um, yeah. So, anyways, silver chair. I just like mm, that was so long. <laughs> oh God, I'm so sorry. You did it. It is all good. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Uh, on to some Baba related questions. Yeah. Um, which there were so many questions about Rizaya as a language and the conlang and. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Hello. Out of curiosity, is Rizayan a full conlang? Because the temptation to try to learn it is strong. There's also from Hi Nat the the please release the Rizayan dictionary just for me. Um, do you have the whole system mapped out, or do you just have the words that you need? When is the Rizayan dictionary being released, guys? <laughs> Guys. When are we getting the dictionary? <laughs> okay, so so just just to start with, it's it's not complete. I'm so sorry. I've got lots and lots of like basic words. If you okay, so if you're familiar with Romance languages in the way that especially Latin and like Spanish work, because I speak Spanish, and then I took like a couple of Latin classes in high school. Mm-hmm. But um, That's so there's lots and lots of like prefixes, suffixes, and I feel like there's pretty consistent pronunciation within words in Rizayan, like with vowel sounds and letter consonants, whatever. So I am very, I feel like that is very consistent. I feel like there's a lot of grammar rules that are developed. And um, however, guys, there's so many words in the world. There are so many words. There are, we're seeing a lot of words right now. This this would be really hard to like translate. (laughs) No, (laughs) thank you. This is more words than I have in Rizayan. There's lots of relevant stuff and there's lots of world relevant stuff and like a lot of basic verbs and nouns and da 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 da. But if you, if you ever get an uber specific word in Rizayan and you're like, that sounds made up. Well, one, it is. And then, (laughs) really, the fictional language is made up? (laughs) Whoa, crazy. It was definitely me like looking at my big cheat sheet of um, prefixes and suffixes and then also kind of just bastardizing whatever romance language I was feeling at the time and coming up with with something. So, however, on the on the topic of like the Rizayan dictionary and all of that, that is a bigger undertaking than I have the time for as someone who works and does college and also does this. Mm-hmm. However, however, I am currently making and it's gonna be very shitty, but it'll be it'll be out there like an Elias's guide to speaking shitty Rise and that's oh, like not like a dictionary, but we'll have so like cute. pronouns and conjugation charts and lots of like world relevant words and well, the pronouns are hard. Well it's not like that bad. <laughs> there's there's a sheet. Wait, like, can I find it? I no, as like the uh the whole IO thing of like Oh, okay. Yeah. As the plot point. <laughs> Are you them about- he yeah because like the isn't it like the pronouns don't exist okay well, or it's, it's like, like they're 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 quirky. okay so the the thing that i play off of okay is okay if we're taking this as in there within right Zaya, and elias is the one telling this story yeah then she's going to use the pronouns in english that would be most relevant from how people have like described their yeah. gender identity like to her mm-hmm. but then like in the stuff that 
the the secret secret thing that you're gonna be in mm -hmm. and how like people use multiple pronouns well if i'm one okay one that character is from a different country so there are different that's true yeah different grammar rules. rules and all of that kind of fun fun stuff and then also you know because it's in english like someone has taken the time to like translate this out which like obviously guys when do we meet the narrator yeah part two we the narrator yeah so uh fun fact abigail eliza is an actual character in baba <laughs> yeah get ready for season two to meet actual abigail eliza Baba season two is an ARG. I'm so sorry, you guys. No, guys. <laughs> I was just more talking about... You have to scale. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. I live at... No! <laughs> you have to beep that. You have to include that and then just beep it. Oh, God. Okay. God. okay, okay. No, yeah. So there is not going to be a dictionary because that is more than I can possibly handle in my tiny little brain that is also trying to learn like two actual real world languages right now. However, there will be a little book that is that that is going to be out soon and I have like a nice little drafty draft of it. So Nice. That's really cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Secret projects. I will be I'll be <laughs> using that. That's fun. Um Yeah. Okay. All right, uh, what was the inspiration for the podcast and the story itself, besides the oh hellos? Okay, and then also in the similar yeah. vein, where did this idea come from? So, um, generally, inspiration for the podcast. So, the idea predates my knowledge of Soldier Republic King by the oh hellos. I, like, I stumbled, okay, the other day I was having to clean out my hard drive because I have no space, and Ooh. I stumbled across this Google Doc, or maybe it was, I think it was a Pages file, that was from like 2017 and had the first little like, inklings of what would eventually become Baba. Like it was that scene in like the very first couple of episodes where like, Elias is sitting across the table from the woman and her kids and they're like, speaking to her and she's like, I have no idea what oh the God, f*** God, yeah, yeah. And um, I guess it wasn't even Elias and it was just like the girl that we, that becomes Elias, that we know is Elias. And just, I don't know, I was very, very, I still am very, very deep into the whole idea of this is a place, like something being a place that you cannot return to. And then also... Mm -hmm languages and like politics that was when i was first beginning to learn spanish so it was like okay the politics of translation and like how that affects the way that you perceive other people and the mm -hmm. way that you like perceive the world around you and i don't know just generally i was i believed in magic for far too long and like wishing and wishing and wishing for you know something something similar to happen to me so i was like wow you know <laughs> let me just let me just oh god <laughs> oh that was not fun to listen to <laughs> thank you thank you for keys. the sound effects Swear yeah. to God, thank you. Um, I'm wearing headphones. So. Yeah, so the, the first the first couple of scenes were were that one where she's like sitting around yeah. the table with the people and she can't she doesn't know what they're saying and she had just came from I guess this world and isn't like this different one, and then the other one where um, the the other thing that was kind of this girl sitting in like this courtroom and she does not know the language and other knows other ones instead and that's like a powerful thing and that's the whole thing of language control and like how you can. Um, keep language among a couple of people and she gets busted for speaking other languages and she's desperately like, trying to plead her case to the queen or the girl that she was teaching the languages that she knew to like didn't get murdered um, which that girl is the girl that became Rhea so like she all in every single iteration of Baba that existed she has always sorry about Rhea again but something has always happened to her it's just she she lost an eye she didn't get murdered and Elias was always Rhea stupid like even back at the beginning so yeah <laughs> and yeah that's the that's the dream team isn't it um yeah <laughs> i'm, I'm never long. gonna forgive you for ria she in the first draft she died well that's so much <laughs> worse 
I would not so have lent you my die. mic if you she, if she I knew that you were die. to potentially kill Rhea. She didn't die. Okay. Speaking of Rhea, um, so yeah, who is your favorite character to write, and then who is your least favorite? Okay. I really, really, really loved writing like early season one Cassian. Yes. Like he he stressed me the f out. Like he really stressed me out. <laughs> like, trying to trying to write him and trying to because the entire thing if you if you go into it knowing like okay he is going to ultimately choose the other side and there's going to be the separation of ways but trying to get to a point where both characters are emotionally invested enough in each other that it feels realistic or these two actually have to have this very, like a like emotional connection and have yeah. them feel like they know each other and love each other as people and so getting to figure that out with Cassian was very hard because then I got attached to him and also very fun because I was like haha maybe other people will get attached to him which yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very he's he's my special little guy. He's my Borbo. He's my Borbo for my friend's podcast. <laughs> so he was like my favorite and my least favorite, but I also really liked writing Ayo because he is so greasy. And I also did hate writing the Queen and like because I was trying to think so so hard about speech patterns and how big there would be direct translations from if you were speaking rising to English. If she doesn't have as good of a grasp on the language of like, okay, if she's doing the thing that I often do when I'm speaking in Spanish or I'm making direct translations in my head then, like, how would that come out and would it sound different, I guess. Yeah. So being yeah. very intentional with word choice and having to change that, like, 83 times. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, who is your favorite character? They're making you choose between your babies. Your little, your little, your little, your little guys. <laughs> Legally, I'm required to hate Cassian, especially if you're in the, if you're in the Baba Discord server. If not, you should join the Baba Discord server. It's super chill. It's That's very, very fun. fun. Um, like it. Legally, I'm required to hate Cassian because that guy, he is committing actual war crimes. He, he's, he's, a, he's a fine. criminal. He's have, a criminal. They don't have the Geneva Convention there. It's fine. Don't <laughs> worry about it. I also do love him, though. I do love him. No, he's and fun. He's, he's well written. Yeah, also, the bonus episode. I loved writing the bonus episode for Rhea so, so much. And it made me love Violo so, so much. Yay. And Rhea so, so much. Um, all right. What inspired you to create Cassian and Rhea as characters? Okay, so Rhea is like the the mentor figure or friend that, you know, you always have to have of, like, mm -hmm. someone that introduces you to the world and teaches you the rules. And you've also got to have one for, like, world building's sake, just for the, for the ease for ease of, like, yeah. being, someone being able to lore dump while it making sense, like, in... <laughs> in Very Canada. beneficial. Also lesbians, just generally. You've got, you got to have lore... And lesbians, lore and lesbians, that's all you yeah, need. Lore and lesbians, the, the two, two L's. L's. <laughs> okay, um, and then Cassian. Oh, I wrote such a long thing here. Um, oh, wow, but it's girthy. It's girthy. So the entire point of Cassian, when I was thinking about him as a character, is that there will always be people who will excuse the harmful systems that exist because they benefit from them, and they will try and convince themselves that, you know, they're the, like, they will be the exception to the rule, and that from their seats on the backs of others, they can somehow convince them not to crumble, you know? And he's this, I guess, to me, like, this reminder that people can have good intentions with a horrible, horrible execution, and so... He's, he's kind of like the centrist that's, you know, like, oh, why do you need to tear those systems down? Like, why can't, no, why can't everyone just get along? Like, don't you know nonviolence is the answer? Like, even though mm. the system exists in a way yeah, that is yeah. violent. So also, I just wanted to write a ridiculous doomed romance between ace characters. And also I wanted to yell that if two people are bisexual and they're in, like, a heterosexual relationship, they're still both queer so yeah or yeah. even just like heterosexual passing because yeah. like no, it's not yeah, heterosexual because yeah. you're yeah. bisexual you're, you're correct yeah sorry yeah. That, that looks that, that looks like, like a straight, straight from the looking, outside yeah. yeah um 
Yeah, so. I think that's great. And also, you know, again, Cassian, I believe in trans rights. I believe in trans wrongs. <laughs> He's committing a lot of trans wrongs, and that's okay. Um, because I love him, and... Oh, God. Um, yeah. I've seen an advanced copy of season two, <laughs> so I'm going to leave it there. Um, okay. Okay. If Elias goes back to Isaiah, will you have voice actors for the characters there? Guys, if Elias goes back, she's not going to have a mic. Like, she's not going to be clutching her microphone in her sleep where it would, like, come along with her. <laughs> However... She's not going to get little things to follow her along the Magnus archives. <laughs> Correct. The eye isn't going to follow her? The eye is oh. not going to follow Damn. her. So, like, I would, not, I would not count on that. However, there will be other stories that, that I want to steal people's voices for. And if that involves run-ins with characters from Bava, then... So be it. Will you have any special guests to voice act an interruption to the recording in universe? Okay, well, I'm not not saying yes. <laughs> but, like, for, for specifically Baba and for the story that is back again, back again, I'm not not saying yes. But for other stories that happen within the universe there will definitely be other voices like like chloe who is sitting here and you've been already hey, hearing their voice yeah so there is you're gonna hear more of me baby <laughs> so much more so we are actually currently working on kind of like a spin-off series that takes place in between the first soldier poet king and this one that's going on and so mm-hmm. it's very much like monster of the week and very tropey in a way to set up more lore because i am a slut for lore I'm it's... not editing that, that one. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. I will say that the document is currently 41 pages. Which is, so it's going to be, the way that we're looking at it right yeah. now is that it's going to be like episodes in the season break. So like two episodes, whenever they kind of hit the season midpoint of season two. And then I'm going to end up deleting this for myself if we don't. But maybe the two, there might be two episodes in October. And that would be, yeah, that would be those. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We'll fingers see. crossed. There will be like actual announcements coming soon, but there are... Lots and lots. There's bards. There's going to be songs. There's going to be lots of storytelling. There's also going to be, there's an entire plot line that revolves around a fever dream that I had during COVID. It was like the most vivid fever dream that I've ever had in my entire life. Which like, was I a really asleep. fun notification to get <laughs> at like two in the morning. No, it wasn't even, it no? was like the middle of the afternoon. The middle of the I afternoon? Fell asleep and it was like, I fell asleep at like 1 p.m. Oh woke up God. at like five and I was like, wow. Okay. Then it was 2 p.m. <laughs> um, Yeah. Fun, fun messages to get from your friend who actively has COVID. Yeah, I coughed up blood while I had COVID. Oh my! I was like, this is my Beth March arc. Like, oh my god! <laughs> no, you're legally fun. not allowed to do that one. Yeah. Um, how big is Rizea? Like, if you had to compare it to some other like modern place, very. It's very <laughs> so big. It's, it's bigger than a bear, but it's smaller than the moon. That's that's good. That works. <laughs> um, that gives you an approximate size. Um, in season two, will we be hearing a bit more about Elias's daily modern life? Yeah, so there's going to be lots of, I feel like as the story kind of like went along in season one, it got farther and farther away from that thing that I always plug it as. It's like, oh, you know what happens after you get back. But Mm -hmm. I feel like once you get deep enough into the story, then it kind of gets hard to step aside from that and be like, oh, and also I'm super depressed, you guys. Yeah. But um, in the beginning of season two, especially, there's going to be lots of life updates and dramatic monologuing and, of course, gay longing. So, <gasps> yeah, there will be gay longing. There will be lots of that. Um, I experienced so much of that. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be more, more references to D&D. Um, all right. Any scenes or moments you really wanted to mm. add but couldn't and or you cut out? All of the alternate endings. 
some of them Rhea dies, some of them Cassian. Oh my god, okay. So there's this one draft of it where, like, Cassian, after after Rhea, you know, like, gets her eye, like, taken out. Um, Cassian helps Rhea escape. He, he's the one that, like, gets her out, and he, like, realizes he did all these things wrong. He, he, like, took an active part of helping Elias get Rhea out, bringing her to the tavern, you know? Yeah. And, um, just, you know, he gets there, and it was... I don't know. I had to, like, write him out of getting murdered on a technicality, which oh, then, like, yeah. becomes a problem later in this season if you, if I had, like, gone with that ending and that yeah. would, like, interfered with plot points. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Also, in the very, very first draft of Baba, Cassian and Elias had this entire, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anakin Skywalker, like, showdown <gasps> battle. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would pay money for that. But, yeah, so that was, there's, like, one where Cassian had no redemption at all. There was one where Cassian was redeemed a lot, but then it just didn't work within the story. And then there's yeah. kind of the weird middle ground that we got. Yeah. So. That's cool. <laughs> also, Cassian was, like, a hobbyist painter. There were, there were <gasps> scenes in the beginning where he was, like, in the pre-writing where he was, like, painting, but there was no excuse or, like, reason. That's like cute. Have That's that just in. for us to know. That's just lore. Yeah, That's so, Cassian, so cute. Cassian paints, but he doesn't, we're never gonna, like, hear about that. You just know it in your heart of hearts that as he is committing war crimes, he also paints. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is it like doing this all on your own? It's stressful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so it's like, okay, yeah. pre-writing, then, like, actual writing, then doing edits, and then... I feel like this is gonna. This is a question later. Yeah. Okay. This is this is a question from later. This mm-hmm. is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pre-writes and actual writing, and then doing edits, and then recording, and then editing all the recording, and then there's actually doing promo and like. Yeah, all the social media stuff. Yeah, social oh. media stuff. And That's straining as hell, man. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. You. You definitely have like my awe in the fact that you can do this because <laughs> all the podcasts I work on, I am a part of a team, whether I'm leading it or just the voice actor in it or something like that. It's like. It is a community thing, so the, but I'm also very, very impressed, and I love you very much, but you scared the <laughs> out of me. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Of course. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite piece of lore you've created? Okay, I, I spit a lot of this into the document about the, the thing that we're working on, mm-hmm. but there's this whole lore about, like, body, like, burning versus, like, burying bodies in Rhysaia, and... I love I love that lore so much. It gets explained a lot more in season two, and it gets explained a lot more in the the bonus episode about the bards that we're writing. Yeah. Um, but I love that lore so much. I love that Rizaeans put themselves. They center their geography around Rizae. You like you know how if you look at a map of the United States that was made in the well a map of the world that was made in the United States, and the United States is sitting right in the middle of the yep. map, and they've like split Asia in two. Yeah, and just like squished. Yeah, yeah, and like they've squished it all so that way. That's the whole thing about maps. In the, I have thoughts the on that. Dead center. <laughs> Like, I love that Rizaya basically does the language equivalent of that by being like, oh, yes, we're Rizaya in that place over there. It has an actual name, but we're just going to call it the Far Shore because that's how it relates to us. And I just think that's very funny. Yeah, <laughs> that's so fun. Um, where did the characters' names come from? Also, in And addition- also, where the f*** <laughs> did Elias' name come from? How'd you get that? <laughs> Thank, um. you, Thank you, Nad. Thank you, Nad. So, babynames.com was a big ol', was a big ol factor. Um, looking at Latin names, um, looking at name meanings of Latin names. So, like, for example, Cassius means hollow, and obviously Rex means king. So, like, that kind of stuff. Woo, um, baby! <laughs> smashing random sounds together is also great. Obviously, I should... Okay, I saw this... Again, you should not do no. TikTok. No, But I saw I this TikTok the other I'll do day. It. I refuse. So it was this, this woman talking about how um, someone was like, you know, you really should make, like, a list of all of your characters' names and make sure that no 
no three names or places start with the same letter because otherwise people are because if they get too similar then people are going to have a hard time keeping them straight which is something that so Io and Iolo <laughs> and Iolo and Elias and then yeah. oh my gosh so I had then I was looking at this and obviously I have a problem because now there are so many names of characters that are just so similar like Rhea and Rhysaea and Remus and Callia and Cassian and <laughs> deep cut we just got a new deep name cut. we got a new name deep cut yeah um, Hildegard is the name of the last child of a family of 11 children that I knew when I was little. The queen, she doesn't have a name in my brain. She's just, she's just she's, a queen. She's, she's just she doesn't queen. deserve a it's name. Like, if Elias doesn't know her name and never learned her name, then, you know. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had canon that the queen doesn't actually know Elias's name either. And that one time Cassian says Elias instead of the Elhida or like, like the yeah, sold yeah. out or anything. And she's just like, who the f*** is that? Like, who, who is that? <laughs> oh, that's incredible. That's incredible. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, Elias, specifically. I feel like, yeah. sorry, Nat. I should probably probably answer that. There's this series called An Ember in the Ashes that I was obsessed with when I was, like, 12 to 14. And there's a character in that book named Elias, spelled like every other podcast, Elias. E-L-I-A-S, right? Oh, my God. Um, shout out literally all of them. Shout out there's to all of the podcasts. At least four I can name right and, now, and I yeah. won't. <laughs> There's, um, but in his non-martial family, they, they spelled his name like Elias from Baba. And I just, you know, like, less than three heart emoji, guys. I don't know. That's great. That's yeah. really cute. Uh, will October's bonus episodes be spooky? Ooh, okay. There's going to be, you know, that thing that we keep talking about, that vague Bardic podcast? Yeah. Those episodes are vaguely spooky. And they'll be <gasps> out in October. Gasp. I I did the fever dream once, like... Pretty it's spooky. Weird. Okay, yeah. There's lots of. Stuff I was I was unnerved when you texted <laughs> it to me, um, mostly yeah. because I thought you were dying. Um, <laughs> October bonus episodes will be vaguely spooky. Ooh. <laughs> okay, um, how long did it take to write Baba season one from inception to recording, and then also how long has this old story been kicking around the old noggin? Long time. Long time. <laughs> Long time. It's dusty. Yeah. If, again, it's getting if polished, that, but it's dusty. That very first thing that was probably 2017, 2017 yeah. 2018. And then, again, that probably just sat on my computer for like a year and a half. And then when the – I guess it was a little bit before the pandemic started when I started to plan everything. Mm-hmm. But then it actually kicked up like high gear of like planning and pre-writing and writing and doing all that kind of stuff that probably started around the end of 2019. Yeah. And now it's – 2022 so oh my god yeah yeah time time flies when time it does fly (sighs) yeah um all right what was your favorite scene to write the entire um everything i know episode with ria um that one that one a lot and also the festivals with the poets before everything goes to shit when they're like you know getting drunk and hanging out in taverns and it's very I don't know, there's this one moment that sticks in my brain that I just think about so much. It's, yes. like, quintessential, like, who Cassian could have become, mm-hmm. where they're watching, like, the group of performers, and they finish, and Cassian, like, takes the girl's hands, and he, like, yeah. like presses his, like... And I just I just think about that so much as, like, a... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I liked that, that one a lot. The boy, <laughs> the boy. Honestly, I will say, pretty much all of my favorite scenes that you have written usually do revolve around Cassian, just because <laughs> I think his character is so cool. Like, I... Every once in a while, I will just have to just be like, wow. I really am just friends with somebody who is, like, doing the whole, like, Prince Flores and stuff. Yeah. And just like, the, oh, my, 
well, like brave flowers or something like that, like the wildflowers and stuff. It's like right from the beginning. Like that's when I knew. Like I was gonna listen to the podcast regardless because we're buddies. Um, and I was lending you my mic so you could do it. Yes, thank you. Um, but like I, I got to that point and I was like, oh yeah, no, this is a story that I would listen to regardless <laughs> of if we were friends or not. That is just like really solidified that I was like, oh, I really like this character. I really like this world. I like the connection that they're making and stuff like that. And the conlang. So cool. Um, and then, of yeah. course, I'm also, um, uh, yeah, so the whole, like, Fritz Lohr thing, and then also meeting Leander for the first time, because I was just so, like, viscerally <laughs> shook by it that, like, I immediately went, and I, like, wrote out, like, the song that they were singing, just, like, trying to, like, make my own version of it, like, mm-hmm. taking the little bit that you gave and then smashing it together with Soldier Power King. That's, like, that. you're not the only person that's done that. No, though. like, multiple people have done that. Yeah, Sam, hi, Sam, if you're listening to this, Sam made this TikTok, like, a couple of weeks ago. It's that was so like pretty. This, it's gorgeous. It is, like, I listened to it on loop. And it was so good. But that was also, like, the beginning of Leander's song, and it was just... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love is stored in the Leander. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. All right, what is your <laughs> writing process? I talked to you about this extensively the other day, too. Yes. But when, when you look at a season and you're looking at it as trying to tell one part of a larger story, then it's kind of like, okay, what are you promising at the beginning of the season and how do you fulfill that promise, right? Like, if if I if I say to you at the beginning, like, oh, you know, Cassian says, like, oh, you know, like, we're part of the Soldier Poet King and we have to find the last person, then, like, that has to be fulfilled in some way by the yeah. end of it. Like, you have to, like, because they're all this stuff, like, okay, like, who is yeah. actually like, part of this prophecy? And, like, the, you have to know by the end of the season, like, Like, who, you have the parts. Yeah, like, who is who and, like, where everyone where everyone sits and that they're all there even if they're not together. Like, that was yeah. a promise that I made at the beginning, so that's, I, it you has to be You have your little magical glowing yeah. besties. Yeah, they, they have to, they yeah. have to be there at the end, yeah. Um, but when, like, what's the goal? And then, Pre-writing. I have been struggling with this for season two. I tried not to pre-write. It was not going well. And so, you know, pre-writing is kind of like outlines with like snippets of whatever's like going on in the noggin and gross word dumps. And it's just a very non-pretty like technical way of saying like this is what needs to happen in order for all of the points to get across. And, you know, they kind of get longer as they go along. And then I write all the stuff and then I try and make sure that I am always a couple of episodes ahead of like editing for continuity's sake before I do a final pass and then record them and then I change lines like as I'm as I'm recording them that sound weird when you say them out loud yeah that's always a fun thing to run yeah. into when you're like wow that that looks fine on paper but once you try and say it it's just so yeah. gross. wow I really wrote a thing and wow does it sound weird mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's such a common occurrence with yeah. the things I write. I would love to go back through and rewrite the first couple of episodes of Baba. Honestly, you have the power to. I could. I probably will. As long as it's, like, similar-ish. As long as you have the main beats, I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, it'll be... I just want to rewrite them because there's some really awful lines. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what editing software do you use and what mic slash recording setup do you use? So, currently, we're using Chloe's mic, which Whoa. is the Yeti... Uh, the blue yeti nano yeah yeah but i have a cute little guy standard blue yeti that i got on amazon in like 2019 on the black friday like clearance thing they have a couple of hours like close to midnight where it's 70 dollars instead of 120 130 Mm -hmm. whatever it is now that's so nice and so if since that is coming up since that is coming up in a couple of months and (sighs) you yeah not the worst time to try and get a mic because they can be super expensive. But then I use Audacity for raw recordings and editing. Um, so the rough dra- what I call the rough draft in all of my like computer things is when there's like the no tape recorder, no voice distortion, there's not the end credits yet. 
and all of that goes through Audacity, and I do that there, and then I flip it to GarageBand because it's super easy um, to then go back in and, like, loop sounds or loop whatever else yeah. because it's, like, a music editing software. So things like the tape recorder, which is, like, you know, a 10-second thing of audio that I just, like, loop mm-hmm. over and over, but it's super easy to drag that out and do that. And then also I have, like, a very specific voice filter that I've made that I use for Baba. Um, and then I export it as an MP3 because I physically don't have space for a WAV. 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 Wav, wav. Wav, wav. I say wav. <laughs> I don't have space for wav, so then I upload it to Anchor because Anchor is free. Woo! We love free things in this house. <laughs> we sure do. Yeah. Man, I wish that it was like around Black Friday when I had to get mine. Mm-hmm. I got mine in January of 2020 oh. because that's when I got mm-hmm. like onto room 56 and they were like, you need a mic. And I was like, ah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, mic no. recording setup. Blue Yeti. Black Friday if you yes. can. Okay, cool. Um, okay, cool. We have a couple of questions about this. What is a milk bilbo? You mentioned it in the finale. And also, what is a milk bilbo? What is a milk bilbo? Do we link the TikTok? There's a TikTok? Yeah, of the, of the milk, of the guy. You've seen it. Oh, yeah. I was like, did you make a TikTok of our milk bilbo? No. Um... Let you guys know. I don't know if we should show them the milk bilbo. Probably not. He's sacred. He's holy. He's sacred. He's holy. If, um, ever, if you ever meet one of us in real life, if you ever meet me in real life or Chloe in real life, I yeah. feel like those are the two that you would. We're around. Yeah, we're around. If you ever we're podcasting yeah. people, you wouldn't be the other ones. If you ever happen to run into us, then uh, some sort of something. Yeah, ask ask for milk bilbo, and we will show bilbo. you milk bilbo. Yeah. So basically, the milk bilbo getting mentioned is just. The name for our, for our yeah <laughs> thanking the friend group um okay gail what's your favorite color i've never had an original experience and it's green nice i'm gay so it's sage green oh my it god makes me lose slay. my mind. i'm gay and it's emerald green <laughs> wow crazy slay all right um can i be in the musical episode and then ditto for the musical episode where who said there was going to be a musical episode where did this come from where, where me, was this I'm set? saying there's gonna be a musical <laughs> episode. I'm gonna make like, it happen. It certainly wasn't me. Like I can't sing. I'll hijack the like, podcast. This is a small fandom. Like I, I keep my eye on it. Like never have I seen anything about a musical episode. Like when was this discussed? I think it's just like the, the the musical episode is just like a staple in like TV tropes and stuff like that or podcasts. Like I know Bright Sessions did it. Uh, mm-hmm. King Falls AM. Uh, surely other ones. Those are the two that like have like released ones that I've listened to personally. Mm-hmm. Um. But, like, lots of TV shows do them. Yeah. Yeah. Which are, they vary in how good they are. <laughs> there's there's not going to be a musical episode. I can't sing. That would be really, really pathetic because it's just me doing all the voices. You don't want to hear that. That would be hard you to, don't. like, it's it's hard enough to do, like, different voices. It's even harder to sing in different voices. Yeah, it's... I will yeah. say I do have singing voices for all of my Room 56 characters. <laughs> That's just because I get bored and I have a lot of time when I commute. <laughs> It's real bad. Um, yeah. There's okay. not going to be a musical episode. However, I'm going to take once again the opportunity to plug the upcoming Secret Secret project that involves bards, because there's going to be singing in that one. Chloe's going to be singing in that one. Yeah, because bards sing. sing. Crazy. Except for the bard that I play in a D&D campaign that I'm currently in, he just sells houses. What? Hey, Gail, what the f***? The note that I made about this is that I'm guessing it's in reference to the finale, in which case I'm so sorry about Rhea. I'm sorry. Are you? I'm sorry. I am. I am. Okay. Look, she's not dead. She's not dead. She could have been dead, guys. Let's think about dead. this. She could have been dead. I'm sorry. I really am. I've started, like, prefacing that. Whenever someone, like, finishes a finale episode, I'm like, okay, so I am sorry about Rhea. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. 
I was crying. I will have you know. I went for a bike ride for like the 40 minutes that it was going so that I could be out of my house so that nobody would see me cry. So I was just biking. So me just going down this trail in the middle of nowhere, tears streaming down my face. Like, oh my God, Rhea, what have they done to my girl? And Cassie and no, make better choices. This is good for the plot, but it's bad for my heart. <laughs> Which I think is just how Baba is and how Cassian is. Again, Cassian rights, but also Cassian wrongs. <laughs> okay. Um, what is a piece of lore slash trivia slash a production anecdote that you really want to share, even if no one specifically asks about it? I've definitely rambled more than I had any right to on other things already. But one thing that we haven't got to is that Rhea wasn't always named Rhea. Um, in like half <gasps> oh my of God. the rights, her name was Nadia, which is obviously that's why her name got changed because I didn't like it. But so if you go through all of the really early drafts that are like in Comic Sans, all of the pre-writing, like you'll, her name will not be Rhea. And it was always really jarring to go back and see that. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, we fixed that. Okay. That was all the questions. Oh my God, do you want to do the outro with me? Oh my God. <gasps> Wait, let me find the outro once again. Oh my God, I'm going to do the Baba outro? Yeah. Oh my God, with what Pierce Murphy's do? Nightingales? With Pierce Murphy's Nightingales. Fun fact, that is definitely going to be on my Spotify raft. <laughs> Oh, that's so exciting. Um, okay, I'm pull- oh, that's the old one. I need a new one. Here. In conclusion, Baba's pretty cool. I think it's neat. I like it a lot. I'm glad it exists. I'm glad I get to be a part of it. <laughs> I get to be forever immortalized as not just the photographer slash body double. Oh, my God. Th- yeah, the can soldier. We just, can we take a moment for Chloe? Can we take a moment for Chloe? Oh, like, all no. of the pictures that you've seen of Baba that are, like, the fancy... Fancy ones of, like, the Soldier Poet King or me just dressed ridiculously. Chloe took those. Yeah, I'm a photographer. And I love them so much for it. Yeah. If you're in the Seattle area, you should definitely hire them. At ChloePeterson.photography on Instagram. Please book <laughs> me. I am a college student and I got bills to pay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay, okay. Oh, my God. I'm okay, so right. excited. <clears throat> We're gonna, I'm gonna cue Pierce Murphy's Nightingales in like three, two, one. Back Again, Back Again is written and produced by me, Abigail Eliza. If you're enjoying the show, please consider leaving a review on your podcast platform of choice or supporting Back Again, Back Again on Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash backagainpodcast, where if you leave a topic in your donation box, I'll write you a ridiculous little limerick to read out at the end of the show. If you'd like to hear more about the show, you can visit us on Twitter, Instagram, or Tumblr at Back Again Podcast or on TikTok at Abigail Eliza Writes. Our outro music is the aforementioned Pierce Nightingales. Whoa. Pierce Nightingales. <laughs> Our outro music is Nightingales by Pierce Murphy from the album To Japan and is licensed under an attribution license. The song was retrieved from freemusicarchive.org. You can visit the description of this episode for full copyright information and a link to the page. Sound effect attribution, similarly, can be found in the episode description, as well as all of the stuff that we spent today talking about. (laughs) Which is a lot of things. If you've made it this far, thanks for sticking around. I'm so proud of you for making it through your worst days and finding happiness where you can. You are loved. I hope you have a wonderful day. I've always wanted to say that. That's so cool. Ah! I love doing outros. That's, That's gonna be yeah. hell for you to edit. It's okay. The Rhea episode was longer. You're so brave. <laughs> <laughs>